Welcome, everybody. This is the U.S. Grace Force Podcast. You would know that. That's why you're here. I'm Doug Barry, along with my excellent, very good friend, Father Richard Heilman. And our guest tonight, she's known as the Purgatory Lady. This is going to be a good show because we got people crying out, get me out of here. So we're going to address that tonight. But of course, everything's got to begin with prayer. And Father, we always turn that over to you. Sure. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Awesome. Great. Thank you very much, Father. And as always, we want to thank everybody out there who watches, listens to the U.S. Grace Force podcast. You are amazing and we can't thank you enough for your prayers your encouragement your support we want to thank you so much for keeping us in your rosaries in your moments of adoration before god in your holy sacrifice the masses people tell us that they they pray for us constantly we really appreciate that very much and thank those of you who support us through the patreon program if anybody is interested in doing that you can click the link in the description below the patreon program is a way to help throw a few dollars our way and that helps us a lot. Continue to get this message out to as many people as possible. So again, click the link in the description below. Pray about it. And we ask you to consider helping us out. Thank you so much for that. You're always in our prayers and always greatly appreciated. But tonight we're going to be addressing those other souls out there in the realms that also are very appreciative of our prayers. And that, of course, is the souls in Purgatory. Father, you love having Susan on, I know. So I'll let yeah. you take it from here. Yeah, so Susan's... To Sony, um, actually is the inspiration for this. Uh, well, a lot of things for me, but uh, this campaign that we're about to do, and uh, coming up next week is all so all saints on November first, and all souls on November second, and so it's perfect to have the Purgatory Lady on tonight. But Susan wrote a book at, called "Praying with the Holy Praying with the Saints for the Holy Souls," and I was just just enamored by this book. Uh, we actually had Susan come to my parish and speak at one point, but um, it's it's just an amazing book about uh, how important it is we pray for the holy souls in purgatory, really to release them from um, from that time that they're spending there. And there is a way for us to do that. I like to call it, we're actually give them, giving them the key that unlocks those golden gates, gates to heaven and, uh, and the church has afforded us a way to do that. Susan will explain that uh, better than I can. But, uh, but we decided this year, by we, I mean me, <laughs> decided that we were going to build up to this point and get us ready so that we can become expert uh, in how to do this, how to gain a plenary indulgence for the holy souls in purgatory. But at the same time, as, our, as the title of our book says, praying with the saints, for the Holy Souls to ask uh, a saint each time because you get one uh, plenary indulgence a day, um, and we'll get into two. But how you, how you're supposed to be prepared for that, and and how you do it. And so anyway, um, but on November first, I'm asking everybody to be a part of something that's extremely important. Listen, the devil's eating our lunch. We need to become united. And what I'm calling out for is to get, get united, yes, with the church militant on, here on earth, but let's get really strong and let's be, be united with the communion of saints. So that includes the church militant on earth, but also the church suffering in purgatory and the church triumphant in heaven. And again, how do we do that? How do we get united uh, in the way that the church has always taught? And so, again, we're going to get into all that. But uh, starting November 1st, and please... Uh, here is this beautiful, I love this thing. This is the um, journal that I uh, put together to get ready for just such a time as this. Uh, it's called the Strength and Alliance Field Journal. You can see I did it in military green uh, because we're in spiritual warfare. And this is going to make us incredibly strong. Uh, we're going to work on our, our own spiritual strength, even our physical strength with this. And also we're going to become uh, very uh, proficient in how we can uh, not only pray for the holy souls with the saints, but also what I call uh, letting them become part of our own personal holy alliance. That's why it's called strength and alliance. And so that we become stronger. We're not just a force of one any longer, but we're a force of all those holy souls and saints that we engage. We, 
we 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 spark the relationship we get it going uh by uh this act that we do so i want to bring susan in uh susan thank you so much uh for coming tonight uh we have just next week is all saints and all souls day uh the beginning of the heavenly christmas novena we're calling it because it goes from all saints on uh, november 1st to christmas eve december 24th it happens to be 54 days and wow. i'm just so excited about this and i hope everybody uh plans to join us but susan thank you so much for coming in uh so I, i'd like to open susan just by asking you let's start let's start right at the basics okay um the holy souls are in purgatory okay mm -hmm. why 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 can't they just go right to heaven what, what's why do, is there such a thing why why do we know that there's such a thing as purgatory um you know it, it, I, i'm trying to pick my words because i don't want to give away your, your what you're going to say here but but why is there purgatory well let's just start with that well well thank you first of all for having me father we have we we've got a regional office purgatory regional office in wisconsin and and, and sweet dog, we've got a regional office in Texas. You are you are my my favorite arch, <laughs> archangels for the purgatory souls. So thank you, thank you so much. I I'm just tickled to be on again uh, because we've got an hour and we can cover a lot of ground um, uh, right. and a lot of things that people uh, wonder about, ask about. So um, so the first question is why can't they go to heaven? The answer is they can actually. We're given the grace to go to heaven, Father. We're given the grace to avoid purgatory. God gives us everything that we need um, uh, to, uh, you know, to to go to to be with Him right right after death. He doesn't want us to go to purgatory. Um, it's it, I think it was Benedict that said it's a good thing though we have it because yes. where would we go? You right. know, too bad for heaven, too too good. You know, too bad too uh, was it too too bad for heaven, too good for hell. Where he went, I cannot tell. Is on a tombstone. <laughs> you know, um, so you know he. The thing is, so he's given us a place to go um, for the the sins, the for actually the uh, the the temporal punishment. That's a heavy duty word. And right. what does that mean, Father? It means you go to confession, and and you absolve us from the guilt that's from you know, from the sin. The guilt is removed. What's left is the stain of the of the guilt, and you have to work off that stain. Uh, throughout life and how do you do that spiritual you know what uh works of mercy um the, what are the spiritual works of mercy the beatitudes doing good praying for the souls um and and gaining indulgences helps to remit that um that stain what but there is something i have to now that we're talking about this but there's one day of the year father where that total temporal punishment is removed um and that's divine mercy sunday where jesus mm -hmm says directly that anybody that goes to confession during Lent, they've extended it even further than um, eight days before. He's all of Lent, you can, you know, be sure you go to confession. And then on that day, the Sunday after Easter, you receive communion and you pray the prayers uh, for the intentions of the Pope. And that day, um, all temporal punishment is, is removed you can go straight to heaven. Your soul is the way it was on the day you were baptized. Who died on that day? John Paul. Mm, John Paul died right. on, on the eve of uh, Divine Mercy Sunday. Yes. So yeah, he, he, he took a straight shot. So there's one opportunity. I, you know, I work, I work every year for my family to take advantage of it because everything's gone. So you're, you know, every year I call it your, your, maintenance every year working to you know to be more virtuous to be live out the the virtues of faith hope and charity because um that's what jesus wants in heaven he wants christ-like people you know uh, that that live the virtues and li li lived a simple good life you don't have to be extraordinary so um so that's why we have it there's 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 residual effects from our sins and they have to be you know um pure you have to be purified from it because you know, God is all pure. He's all holy. And uh, he's given us this opportunity. If we don't do it here, if we don't do it here, you know, um, then we have this, uh, this place called purgatory where we're purified of it there. And we don't want to go there, you know, from the, the, in, in the book that you read in my day by day book and many of my books, the saints talk about how it's, uh, it's worse than any 
suffering or illness on earth. Can, uh, how, do you, how do you grasp that? It's worse than any suffering or illness on earth. Um, and why is that? Because they saw God. They stood before God. They saw God in all his glory and all his lovableness and all his beauty, the love that he had for you or he does have for you, the plans that he had and where you said yes and where you said no. Um, and they're unable to stay with him, to be with him. And the soul chooses that. You know, the soul sees where it stands and the soul hurls itself into purgatory. They don't want to be one second with God if they're not totally purified. So they hurl themselves into purgatory to be purified and they don't want to come out until they're totally purified. Nice. Susan, I'm curious about the part of this picture that we're involved in that we can pray for the poor souls, the holy souls in purgatory. Can you break that down a little bit for us? Because I do know it's one of those things that is not, I mean, I grew up Catholic, I grew up hearing about it, but it's, it, it's never, it was never something that was made prominent in my life. Why is it so important for us to play that part to pray for the holy souls? Um, you know, it's interesting. You said something that, uh, um, that struck a chord first, Doug, um, and I addressed that, I addressed it in one of my books. Um, why haven't we heard what's happened? why all of a sudden it's become very popular. Well, in the decades after Vatican, uh, the Second Vatican Council, that topic of purgatory wasn't taught in religion classes anymore, even in seminaries, Doug. Mm. And so, mm. um, or addressed in homilies because it was, it was deemed pre-Vatican II rather mm. than church doctrine because it is church doctrine. So, um, it was considered antiquated and obsolete. Well, it never left. Um, so as a result, you, uh, a whole generation, we've lost a whole generation of youth learning little or nothing about faith or about grace or about sin or about hell or about purgatory. Um, but thanks be to God, um, it's, it's turned around since John Paul II. So there's been a, you know, in recent years, purgatory is really, now OSB did a study a Pew study, and the, they asked people what they wanted to know more about than anything, anything in their faith. Guess what they chose? Purgatory. Yeah, I, I Purgatory. thought you were. I thought you were going to say um, something about inflation and, and whose fault? <laughs> whose fault it really <laughs> is? Yeah, right. sorry, different topic. Yeah, where the, you know where the recession is? It's in our hearts. That's where the recession yeah. is. There you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, so I wanted to, I, I had to adjust that, but I forgot the other part of your question. I'm sorry. No, no, Tell no, that's, that. that's good. Well, and, and that's interesting to know because you're right. It, I remember a woman coming up to me after a talk I gave in a church, you know, when I was speaking at a church years ago and she said, I, I thought Vatican II did away with purgatory. Yeah. yeah. See, there you go. It was well, just a strange, uh, you know, strange idea there. Um, so, um, but then the other part I, of it was the I other part. remember the other part. Yeah. The, ahead, the other part is, is our part of praying for them. Yes. 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 Very good. Well, for some reason now, you know, I've been doing this for, for like 22 years. Um, for, you know, for God has given us the duty, the power, and the privilege to deliver the souls from purgatory. For, for whatever reasons, he said, I'm going to give it to the church militant. That's us. You are going to deliver them. And he basically ties his hands, you know, uh, behind his back. Um, and, it, you know, and nothing with all the saints, including that one of my favorite books, uh, Father of uh, the Saints, not one major saint doesn't have this deep devotion uh, to the souls in purgatory. Um, and nothing pleases God more than praying for them. Um, so uh, that's part of the reason. It's our duty. It's our it's a privilege. It's our honor. And we're, re we're re really required to pray for them. But it, it does. It pleases it the most when we when we when we pray for these, these souls, he wants these souls home. And he, and he said, you are going to do that for me. Yeah. Did that answer it, Doug? Yeah, that yeah, it does. I mean, and I just think it's, it's, it's powerful and amazing, you know, that God does allow us to be incorporated into this whole process, which helps, helps really unite us, you know, in this world and in the next. And I know father, that's been something that's always been very big on your heart. And we've been talking a lot about that in recent episodes is the need for us to be better and, and more completely united and not just with people in souls here on earth, 
but with the souls in heaven calling upon their intercession and the souls in purgatory. Exactly. We're all one body and um, that bond is never broken. You know, you've got the, uh, you've got the saints in heaven. You've got the, um, uh, the, so the souls reaching out to the church militant, joining hands with the church triumphant. So it never does that, that I've learned that too, you know, cause I had worked for Cardinal George for six years. Um, it, my job was to, you know, was to help um, promote mass stipends and, I, I, the phone would ring around the clock because people were so, so concerned about their dead. What could they do? Uh, so that it's never broken. That, that, that link between us and our loved ones, our, whether they're alive or dead, is never broken. You know, you're right, Susan. I, I went to seminary in the 80s, and there was no talk of any of this. And um, when I was, was introduced to you, and we had you come and speak and introduced to your book, Praying with the Holy Souls, are praying with the saints for the Holy Spirit yeah. in purgatory. Uh, I, I, it just, it, it clicked. Of course we need to do this. This is awesome. Um, and uh, so that's why I'm so excited. I'm, I'm kind of joining up with Doug and I are with you and, um, and just restoring this whole beautiful devotion, but also um, a way for us to um, give the gift of heaven uh, to those Holy souls, the, all those loved ones that, the, that we miss so much. And you know, I think about my mom and dad, you know, yes, and you said, and, yeah. that's one of the questions, father is who are they? See, people yeah. think there's some third party. They're your parents. They're yep. your, you know, yep. they're your brothers. I lost two brothers. We yep. have a nephew that's dying as we're speaking. We, we've got the pharmacists, we got our lawyers, we got priests, yeah. we have bishops. These are the people that are entwined in the fabric of your lives. Yeah, that's you who all, they are. You always assume that they're in purgatory and you know, you can't, just come to the assumption that we all make it to heaven. I mean, probably yes. most of us won't. We'll, we'll have exactly. some kind of purification. Uh, we're, we're uh, one of the things the I want to say, um, too, is that, um, again, I'm so excited we're restoring this. Uh, this is the, the, the journal again, but it's, um, it's, it, you can find this at romancatholicgear.com. I don't think I said that before. But, uh, but the fact that it's called, the, this novena we're doing is the, um, the Heavenly Christmas Novena is because while it starts on All Souls Day, it ends on Christmas or Christmas Eve. And, uh, and I, I just look at it this way. I said, if you love these people, mom and dad, my brother, you know, all these people that have gone before us, grandma, grandpa, uh, if you really love them, and we have this tradition of exchanging gifts at Christmas time, why not give them the gift of heaven? The, the, give them the, the yes. Yeah, the Father. church has given us the ability, the capability of, of gaining a plenary indulgence so that they can go boom into heaven. And isn't that why, Susan, they're called suffering? Uh, I think you uh, you were very eloquent in that. But the way I'd, I'd say it too is basically the same thing you said, it. but they're looking off to heaven and that's oh, a suffering. You know, I want to be exactly. there now. Um, yeah. Two things I want to comment. Father, what you're doing is, you know, it's the greatest thing you could do for the purgatory lady's heart. I to start in November 1st on the Feast of All Saints and take them all the way to Christmas because, and we because. talked about, because Christmas is when most souls are released um, out of purgatory. Christmas I don't think Day. a lot of people know that. No, they don't. These come from the uh, uh, two saints. I think uh, Alphonsus Liguori, and I forget there's one other saint. I think Teresa of Avila, one of them, you know, through their revelations. And of course, I, I don't speak about this. Uh, it's not totally approved, but Our Lady in Medjugorje, confirm that most souls are released on Christmas Day, not All Souls Day. So what you're doing is saying, we're just starting in November. It doesn't right. end November 2nd. It doesn't end at the end of November. It ends yeah. at Christmas Eve. And I would say yeah. Rome time because that's yeah, when, yeah. when uh, I think- I mean, think about that. Up. You're gaining plenary indulgences. Wouldn't it be cool if God all of a sudden, okay, it's Christmas, boom. And all of them start entering into heaven. That's exactly what's That's happening. a great I mean, image. It, it's just, a, it's an, it's, a, it's an incredible Merry Christmas. Image. Yeah. <laughs> and what did, what are you giving them? You know, what are you giving them? Heaven. Well, what's heaven? It's God. It's the beatific vision that's beyond all our comprehension of, 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 of what he looks like and the soul's gratitude to give them, you know, heaven to give and, them and being God. with our loved ones. Yes, and to you be know, with, for yes. all of eternity now. Exactly. You know, in I, fact, I, I, my I, quick story that just popped in my head. My uncle, uh, two neurologists said he uh, was brain dead, and he actually shared something that happened when they counted him out. He 
miraculously recovered. And, uh, it, but he was able then to tell the story that he was like in this beautiful garden with his sister, my mom. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and for whatever reason, I don't think he ever ex- expounded on why, but uh, my mom said, no, Don, you know, Father Don, it was his name. No, Don, you got to go back. You got to go back. And no, I want to stay. This is awesome, you know. But it, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But but imagine that though that 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 they're in. My mom was in heaven, according to his his vision that he had. His, sure, but, sure. That's no yeah, accident. But, you're giving that grace. But they're 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 also. I love this. Um, uh, what Benedict? I well, at the time, his it was Cardinal Ratzinger. I don't have the brochure, but a, 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 the rector of Charles Borromeo Seminary was telling me, I'm doing a, a children's book that will come out next year at this very time. I can't wait. Oh, me, me, me too. <laughs> Let me tell you. But, um, but I was telling him my vision at the end of purgatory. And uh, I mean, I'm sorry, of heaven. And I said, you know, I see these people coming together. And, and, and like you said, family members just all you know being reunited. And he said, that's exactly how Bishop at the time Ratzinger described it it's a reunion yeah we are being reunited we're having a family reunion um that that is beyond all our imagination one of my favorite quotes is from uh Fulton Sheen he says as we enter heaven we will see them so many of them coming toward us and thanking us we will ask who they are and they will say a poor soul you prayed for in purgatory Fulton Sheen that beautiful absolutely yeah. gorgeous. You, i'm picturing that you know um, the reunion it's a reunion that i love the way he described it and that's kind of how we're going to end the book this breathtaking reunion um yes so um but you know doug you you i just wanted to step back just one second because you said you know what you talked about your that first question you know about uh you know why do we help them or what what i forget exactly the words but i i, I just want to say that you know, in heaven, Christ is looking for Christ-like people, okay? And if the, oh, why do we go to purgatory? Why can't we just go to heaven? Uh, that, that was it. Um, because we have to make sure we have, we, we have those qualities of faith, hope, and charity. We, you know, and if we were deficient in these qualities, with God's help, he can purge the remnants of selfishness, of shallowness from the soul's heart. So right. it's, you know, it's any, it's like losing, if you know, if you're, if you're, if your your goal is to run a race, you know, you practice, if your goal is to lose weight, you know, you, you know, you, you find ways to lose weight. If your goal is to stop smoking, you work at stopping smoking, but there's always that, you know, if you don't work at it, you know, no pain, no gain. Right. So that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to take the, he's not trying to lower the boom. He's not trying, it's not a chamber of horrors. Too much an emphasis on punishment is the wrong way to look at it. He's not trying to get even. It's out of his love and his mercy that he's preparing his unprepared children um, for the joys of heaven. And, you know, we're given, we're we're all charged with a mission. Everyone, everyone has a mission. And he's given us all the graces to fulfill our mission. And if we, you know, um, end up not paying attention or not preparing the way we should have, then we're going to be in a very precarious position. And whose fault is that? Okay. So purgatory tells us that God doesn't regard our failures as final. He doesn't say, you failed me completely. I'm through with you, or I've I've had enough of you. He comes to help us complete the work we've left undone. So purgatory is a place of of, of, of where shallowness and selfishness are overcome. It's a place of spiritual growth. It's a place of maturing. And it's, it's God's merciful option for the incomplete, not for those who reject them altogether. Yeah, Susan, with, on that point, what is some of the, the suffering that purgatory is all about? I, I, you're right. There's a lot of emphasis on the fear of the pain. And while there is some there, can you break down a little bit of what the souls have said with the mystics yes. the have said about the suffering in purgatory? It's, it's, um, it's a great, uh, the souls uh, say, have, well, you've got souls that visited, who, Faustina. You know, we have a book out um, uh, praying, um, St. Faustina prayer book for the Holy Souls, what she, who she saw, what they, what they were experiences, what they, were they happy? Uh, that was one thing. She says, were you happy? And guess what they said? Yeah, we may be, you know, 
you know, being purified and it's the worst purification because we saw God and now we're unable to be with him and we suffer the loss of the sight of God, but we're happy because we're doing his will and we wouldn't, we wouldn't change it for anything. Um, so what do they suffer? That's the bottom line. They suffer the loss of the sight of God, Doug and Father. As, as, as I said, once the soul leaves uh, the body and it sees God, it, you know, they, they want nothing else but to be with God. It's like, it's like a metal with a magnet. It just, you know, you can't, it just, you know, we're made for God and we go back to God. Um, and they have one desire to unite themselves with God, one that's worth living. So the soul realizes, oh my gosh, how awesome God is, how lovable he is, how good it is to be with them. Um, but they are unable to. And they cry out, God, God, I must be with God. So it's this loss of the sight of God is the primary pain. Mm -hmm. um, it's an inner, you know, it's actually, you know, we, we hear about the fire, but really, Doug and Father, it's an interior burning for God. It's a spiritual fever because they saw him and they're unable to be with him. Right. And so they burn for love of God. You burn for love for your children. You burn for love for your wife. What is it, Elvis Presley? Hunk a hunk of burning love. You know, if somebody leaves, you know, leaves for school or college, what's there? A big hole in your heart. So, is it is it kind of like is kind of like Father and me right now going through this burning for the Packers to turn their season around? <laughs> Yo, now I am suffering. <laughs> oh, God. uh oh, it's been painful. Oh my, <laughs> Susan. Um, so we can earn a plenary indulgence. Oh yes. I know that I know that you can earn a plenary indulgence, you know, on certain feast days and certain things like that. But um I found I I'm pretty sure through your teachings that there's actually four ways in which someone can earn a plenary indulgence on any given day. And that's one of the things that I highlight in in this uh, journal as we're, we're, we're going to become, like I say, experts, proficient. We're going to be PhDs in how to uh, become, uh, gain a plenary indulgence and to, to build our holy alliance. But, uh, but there's four ways, isn't there? Um, so uh, one is to pray the rosary, but there's a condition with that, isn't there, Susan? It's, it's in a church yes. or, or with a family member if you're away from church. Isn't that true? Yeah. First of all, there's the conditions, Father. You right. have to meet the conditions. Well, yeah, I was going to get to that. Yeah. Oh, yep. okay. Uh, yeah, because you you can't get you can't earn yeah. the indulgence without the conditions first. Yeah, and so I, I think I, the second the second way to earn it at any given day is stations of the cross. But yes, uh, but of the cross. you have to do it at approved stations. You can't yes. just you know make and your yeah. own you know right. ma uh, paper mache stations <laughs> and do it. Yep. And then the the third way is adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. Yeah. And I always tell people too, it's great when we have exposition of the Blessed Sacrament, but you know, our, our ancestors, uh, our great grandparents, and, and I even know people today that they don't pass the church without going in. They do church visits, right? Chapel visits. And uh, it, so they knew how important it was to pray before the Blessed Sacrament, which again, can be the exposed uh, Blessed Sacrament, but it could also be our Lord in the, in the tabernacle in a church. And then the fourth way, is uh, one that kind of surprised me when I first learned it, but it's uh, it's reading sacred scripture for 30 minutes. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yes. You can, actually, there's a great book, Mother Angelica, um, it, you know, uh, has it, it at her, and her catalog, the catalog show is the Incridian of, 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 of Indulgences. And right. it shows you everything, yep. how you gain partial and plenary indulgences yep. spelled out. But you hit the four pillars of, uh, you know, and also, you know, uh, going to mass and after mass, you know, it, no, well, well, yeah, yeah you could, yeah, yeah in order to mass. qualify, as I say, yes, but the conditions you have to have in place. Oh, there you go. That's one of the qualifications. But yes, those yeah. are those are excellent ways that, and alongside. Yeah, can you tell us what? And so, how do you how how do you have what are the qualifications or what, the what are the conditions necessary yeah, the conditions for us are, to gain a plenary indulgence on any given day? Right, on any given day, um, the reception of confession now correct me father i'm hearing two things eight days within eight days going to confession or within 20 days which is it sometimes yeah, I they, they moved it to 20 
Oh, there uh, but, you go. But for okay. a very, very long time, it was eight wow. days. Wow, that's outstanding. So you can go to confession, dog. Remember that. <laughs> no, just kidding. And you, when <laughs> you think about it, 20 days either side exactly. of the indulgence. Side. So that's 40 days. And so exactly. it's basically the once a month practice. That, that there you go. Which the church, exactly. And that's in the catechism going to confession once a month. So yeah. receive the sacrament of confession within 20 days before or after. The reception of Holy Communion, which means going to Mass. Right. Um, and then, as you, 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 you said, the performance of the act, which was the stations, the rosary, right. Eucharistic adoration, um, and prayers right. for the intentions of the Pope, our Father, right. Hail Mary, yep. um, glory be. So those are the conditions. Yep. And then there's the act that you, um, that you so... Yeah, well, and with confession, well. too, you want to be in a state of grace. So, Oh, you have to. It, you can't yeah, help the soul. Yeah, so if you went, you know, 15 days prior, okay, you qualify that way. But no, you still have mortal sin. You, you know, uh, no, uh, you have to get confession and get that cleaned up uh, before uh, before you qualify. So yeah, yeah it, and you can't help the souls without being in the state of grace. So right. yeah, you have to be in the state of grace in order to give them. So your what's cool about that is that the 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 um, practice of gaining a plenary indulgence keeps us uh, in a good devout spiritual way you know a spiritual practices ourselves because we're in a state of grace we're going to mass we're you know we're we're, we're uh, uh got the pope's back you know so uh we're 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 actually uh remaining and even growing stronger by the practice of gaining a plenary indulgence wouldn't you say susan absolutely um in in that praying of the saints book father um was it john messias i think he would you know, he was greedy for grace. He would have yeah. he would have indulgence prayers stuck in his pockets, you know, right. and offer them for this for the souls in purgatory. Right. Um, uh, in fact, Gertrude is another one. She offered everything, the heroic act of charity, meaning everything she gave to the souls. And when she was dying, um, she was tempted by the devil. She was afraid because she had nothing because she gave it all away. Um, and so. So uh, our Lord said she she really you know she was really being tempted and thought you know you you don't have anything you're you're going to be going to hell and our our Lord appeared to her and said you know how could I you know what did he said you know you're you're seated on an ocean of mercy um, you know and and if by giving everything away you're seated you're seated on an ocean of mercy basically and he said for those that don't give anything away they they sit by a little rivulet so the bottom line is you know those who keep themselves keep the good works for themselves have the rivulet but those who renounce them and give everything to god have this inexhaustible ocean of love and mercy um so the more you give the the, the more you get right i got a question for you a more serious nature here when it comes to um those souls that uh people who've committed suicide can you oh, speak to that? I know it's very serious for a lot of people. Um, talk a little about that if you could. In, in fact, in fact, uh, it's a very good topic because this is the time of year, you know, uh, during the holidays when people have lost loved ones or people are depressed because they don't feel loved. And, you know, unfortunately, this is where you, you, you have that kind of, uh, that kind of thing. Um, but it's always a shock when someone close to us dies, uh, because the deeper our love, the, the more over, overwhelming is our sorrow. Um, but um, it, it's, it's, it's the church, I love what the catechism says about it. This is the bottom line. And I can just read this about suicide. This is what the catechism of the church, do not despair. The, the soul is not, does not go to hell. So just, just know that. Um, sometimes we feel, what could I have done more? What could I have said? What could I have done differently? And we take that on ourselves, but we can't get into their heads. We don't know why. Um, and so you have to, you know, forgive yourself, you know, because you can't, you're, you just can't figure out where, you know, where they were coming from. But the church says it very well. Grave psychological disturbances, anguish, grave fear of hardship, suffering, torture, can diminish the responsibility of one committing suicide because it's a sin to commit suicide. But it says 
the church says, we should not despair of the eternal salvation of persons who have taken their own lives. By ways known to God alone, God can provide the opportunity for, for beneficial repentance. The church prays for persons who have taken their own lives. So that's worth repeating and, and remembering. Yeah. Brave psychological for anguish, fear of hardship, suffering. Um, we shouldn't despair. And what can you do? Because we are, we're just torn apart. Um, what can what can we do? Um, we can pray for them. Uh, we can pray for particular souls. We could have masses offered for them, Gregorian masses, um, the mass, the rosaries. Father said the stations, Eucharist adoration, the chaplet of divine mercy, our own prayers coming from our own hearts, fasting, financial donations. There's a lot of ways and opportunities that are at our fingertips. Um, and this comforts them, you know. Um, so, uh, so there are people that are desperately wanting to do something. And these are the things that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, Susan, again, you know, we're talking about loved ones. I just mentioned my uncle and uh and my mom like my brother uh, passed away at 22 years old and um you know we just we just long to be with <clears throat> be with them for all of eternity and uh it's it's almost um it's shocking that we uh, dispensed with or or just you know shoved under the rug this this practice when it was right at our fingertips this ability to do all that we can for our loved ones who have gone before us and, and to to um, do our best to get us all in heaven one day. You know, I grew up in a family where, you know, holidays were a big deal <laughs> and the, the turkey at Thanksgiving and, and uh, we always did the special meal at, at Christmas, but, but family get togethers and so <laughs> many wonderful memories. And, and some of those families are not with us here on earth and, and they're, they're in heaven now. And I just, I don't know. I, I just long to have that, you know, eternal Thanksgiving day kind of thing with, uh, with, uh, the souls in heaven. And here we've been given an opportunity to, 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 uh, do all that we can to make that happen. You know, wouldn't you say Susan, that especially now in our times, you know, we just got done talk, talking about suicide and that, but especially now in our times, um, this is the time for us to unite with those holy souls uh, and, and to become in essence, more powerful ourselves because we chose to not go it alone, but to believe what the church teaches that when you engage that relationship, it's like a spark happens. And now it's not me, but it's me with my brother who died at 22 and a saint that, that, uh, that I love and, and want to be a part of my prayer life. I, I know I grew up with my grandma, I always pick on her when I tell the story because there's so many from her generation, but her prayer book was loaded with holy cards and <laughs> all, all the favorite saints that she had. And they were like her brothers and sisters and they were her prayer warriors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you nailed it. Uh, but but especially father. during this time right now, we're evil. I mean, I said the other day, I think we're sick and tired of even saying that evil is infiltrating uh, so much, but, but how important it is for us to unite with the church, uh, church, church suffering. Yep. Church suffering and the church triumphant, um, you know, and, and become a powerful force that's, that's you, off evil in our lives. You right? nailed it, father, the, the powerful force. And they become, I love what you said. They become your prayer warriors because people right. don't know this either. You know, I, I don't know if you've been in the corporate world. I, I worked in the corporate world and they're what they call is the WIFM. Well, what, what do I get out of this? What's in it for me? Well, right. let me tell you something. In the, in the catechism, number 958, it says that the more you pray for them, the more powerful their intercession is for you. Yes. You yes. increase their intercessory power. And so let's say, let's say they are already in heaven. Your mom and your brother are in my family. They're in heaven. What happens then? What happens? And you hear this common answer. Well, it'll go to another soul. It's much bigger than that. Saint yeah. And I learned this from Mother Angelica, and it took me two years to find the research because she had gotten the stroke in 99. 
It's called accidental glory. If the soul is already in heaven and you're continuing to pray, that soul gets two things. It gets an increase in its intimacy with God and it gets an increase in its intercessory power. So the lesson is, is you never stop praying for them. Yeah, I, I, I think we've been conditioned, especially in our times, to just um, feel like we have a right to things. You know, and so we don't have to strive. We don't have to work at it or anything like that. And same in our relationships. We take each other for granted. We take God for granted. You know, I'm, I'm always saying that God is our perfect dad and he, does, he doesn't want us to treat him like a candy machine. And in other words, to raise spoiled children. He wants us to be strong children. So he, he teaches us that, that if, you, if it's real love, okay, you extend yourself toward the other person. That's what's going on here when we offer these prayers to the Holy soul, we just don't expect, you know, their prayers. We don't expect the prayers of the saints. No, we've got to work at that intimate loving relationship. Then, like I said, it's like a spark. It's like yes. the, the relationships becomes alive. And now yes. we're in this together in love. Okay. But see, God's designed it that way. Don't treat saints, Holy souls or God like a candy machine. We got to engage and work at that relationship. That's what I think is so beautiful about this is that we, we, the, the relationship comes alive. Yeah. It's, a, it's an exchange of prayers. Yes. One thing about doing a novena to the Holy souls, which I get a kick out of, cause I do, I pray the stations for them every day. So I'm giving them the stations. And usually a novena is when you solicit a saint and they answer your petition. But with the souls, you're giving them these prayers that it increases their intercessory power, and they yes. in turn take care of you. You're giving what yes. them, giving them what they need. Um, I wanted to say, but what is it? So we don't forget, Father. What are the most important things that they need? Number one is what, Holy Father, the Mass. They need yes. the body and blood of Jesus. Um, yes. Gregorian Masses. I I will say this until I die. Every show I'm on EW10, we always remind people. Put Gregorian masses in your will. What are they? They're 30 masses in a row for one deceased soul, not a family and not somebody that's alive. One deceased soul. Where did it come from? How did we, where's, why do we get these, why 30 masses? This is the background. Pope St. Gregory had masses offered for one of the uh, monks in his monastery. His name was Just, Justin. And Justin um, uh, was taken care of by his blood brother, Copiosis who took care of him during his last final illness. And after the 30th, um, well, so the bottom line, Pope St. Gregory had 30 masses offered for his soul. Why 30? Why not 31? You know, why not 40? He goes, that goes back to the tradition of Moses and Aaron and Jacob that uh, they mourn their dead for 30 days. So he was bringing back the tradition to mourn the dead for 30 days and offer 30 masses. Well, it happened that, um, Justin appeared to Pope St. Gregory and his blood brother and said that he was released from purgatory on the nice. 30th mass. So the, what's the $64,000 question? Do these Gregorian masses actually release a soul after, after 30 masses? The church doesn't go that far to say it. It only points, points to the efficacy and to the power of the mass. And where do you get these? How do you get these? You can't get them in the United States, have 30 masses said in a row consecutively. You get them through the missions. And one, one place that I recommend that we do on EW10 is the Pious Union of St. Joseph because they're credible and they're reliable. And the mass stipends get to these missionary priests that we're supporting because they don't have an income. It's the mass stipends that put gas in the Jeep for them to get up to these, you know, to these missions um, you know, once a year to give people Holy Communion. It's the mass stipend that's, that helps them to buy books to become a seminarian uh, to, you know, to study. And what do you get when you have a, you help support a seminarian? You get a priest for 40 years. So your mass stipend is helping our Catholic missionary priests. And I always talk about the Pious Union because they're extremely reliable. You got to be careful where you're having these Gregorian masses offered, but put them in your will. I worked for Cardinal George for six years. I was his development officer. And he said to me, they're in my will, Susan. You know, he had, he had plenty in his will. And you know what he would do? Because I can say this now, he's, he's gone. He um, took all his, you know, income that he got, you know, because he also worked for the diocese. And guess what he did, Father? He, we're talking thousands of dollars. Had masses offered for priests. Because oh. the, 
and the priests are the most abandoned people who are the most abandoned priests and kind of consecrated religious because we canonize them we canonize everybody you know you go to these uh, funerals and these wakes and you hear you know you hear oh they're in heaven they suffered enough we don't know that you know we don't know where their soul is we don't know if it was perfectly lined up with god's will and that's how you avoid purgatory doing god's will um but but like i said if they're already in heaven what do they get accidental glory an increase in their intercessory power love cardinal george yeah he was awesome Oh, he was just wonderful to work for. And he was a missionary priest. So he really was happy mm. that, you know, we had mass stipends and chalices investments. I saw these bishops come in in tears, you know, because they had nothing. They, they had seminarians that they couldn't even get investment for or chalice. They had no money. But that was my job. Instituted the program. We gave them mass stipends. We gave them investments for their, for their first mass. We gave them, we had a chalice program. Uh, that we had right. people had their names. It was, I, I just, it was awesome. And that's when everything exploded. These Gregorian masses, you know, uh, the, you know, people didn't know about them. And then they're, they're in all my books, but I, I can't stress enough. So what do they need? They need the mass. They need Gregorian masses. And you already said again, Father, they need your indulgence. They need your rosary. Why the rosary and why the stations? Because of the indulgences that are attached to them. That's why. I call them the four pillars. Mm. And, it, and it's the church shining shine a, a spotlight on some of the most powerful prayers that, that the church has and mm -hmm. emphasizing those. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. a powerful time of year, Father. Um, yeah. it, it is. I, it's, I call it tax season because this is the time we got to we gotta have a, a rush, a rush on souls, getting them home, increasing their intercessory power to help us. And this is another thing, again, from my research, Padre Pio, blessed not. Blessed Andre, or is it Saint Andre? Was that Saint Andre? Um, Blessed Solanus. You know, this is I, I, what I discovered is that when a soul, you know, God allows a soul to, you know, to visit a family map, visit someone. Well, guess who they visit first, Father? The relatives. Yep. The relatives. Or it's Faustina. Guess who visited her for prayers? Her fellow sisters, Padre mm -hmm. Pio. Guess who visited him? his his fellow brothers they go to the family real real quick I, I um you said it's the blessed time of the year and the, what about halloween oh yeah okay yeah, well, let me say something real quick because i want to hear what you have to say about this but uh okay this idea just kind of just popped in my head you know halloween on the night before all saints so all hallows eve it, it, it's a lot like I believe what's going on in the culture right now in that the, e, the evil, the, the demonic spirits, the witches, the, this, uh, you know, which uh, the, the kids are, they're adorable are wearing their scary costumes on the Eve, before we celebrate the solemnity of all saints and all souls the next day, it's mm -hmm. almost like what's going on. And, and so it, to me, that image gives me hope because um, the saints and the holy souls will come in and take care of that, but we have to engage them. We have to ignite them. Mm -hmm. We got to get going on this. But what? Tell us about Halloween. It, it, it's it's what we Halloween. it's what we've done with it. Um, because as you said, really, um, the the night before All Souls, I mean All Saints Day, was um, All Hallows Eve. It was the Eve of All Saints. Right. And then and in the church calendar, Father, I discovered that the the vigil was actually a liturgical event. It had its own mass. It had the priest would vest in purple. Um, and so, so we had this, you know, we had this All Hallows Eve, which was the Eve before um, All Saints Day. But what got mixed up and merged, <laughs> you know, just out of, you know, uh, culture, it really, um, <clears throat> it, was the, it was the ancient Celts of Ireland. They celebrated festivals at the end of every month these Celts celebrated festivals and it just turned out that and on the 31st was this festival and this festival it, it, you know it was their festival and it was also all Hallows Eve and it it merged into Halloween they you know I was reading about it and it just kind of got jumbled in together and that's how we ended up with, with Halloween but at the time um during 
All Hallows Eve, how did the, how did the children, how did we get children going to trick-or-treating? Where did that come in? Again, it was the same kind of thing that had gotten merged, mixed up, because at the time during the All Hallows Eve, the, the, you know, the Eve of All Saints, children would go door to door begging for what they called a soul cake. Um, mm. And they promised in return to pray for this deceased of oh. the giver's family. Wow. That's the origin of it. It's a wow. very Christian origin. But it just, you know, the, the Halloween tradition of dressing up got mixed in and connected with the other thing. And this is what we got. Okay. Right. And so, as you said, um, what is a, what's a faithful Catholic to do during this time of year? Well, what we need to be careful, as you said, is the, the this the scarier side that they're making yeah, the this spooky. the the vampires the witches the demons um and it, it does nothing to glorify to to glorify god um instead you know because people you got parents saying well we should get rid of well you know what then dress up as someone who inspires you fictional right. or not and consider right. what what draws you to superman or to spider-man is it their courage is it their kindness is it their strength right. um so so, you know, dress up as a saint, dress up somebody you admire, um, and that's how you offset it. But, but we, have to be, we have to remember that the demons and the witchcraft and the evil and the supernatural are all real, and it should be treated as such because God explicitly tells us not to mess with that because of the danger that's found there. So we have to not mess with that. <laughs> Susan, if, if, could you talk a little bit more? I, I don't know, maybe you've, maybe you've touched on this already a little bit about what the souls in purgatory can do for us. And can they do anything while they're there? Or is oh, it good they get question. To heaven? Yes, good question. There's one thing they can't do, and there's one thing they can do. They cannot pray for themselves because once right. the soul leaves the body, um, it, you, the, your time of merit is up, Doug. You can no longer merit. You're either going to pay a debt, end up in hell, God forbid, or go straight to heaven. Okay, so so that's that's one thing. What can they? What what can they do? So they can't pray for themselves. They can do one thing. As I said, their prayer warriors, their intercessors, they can pray for you while they're in purgatory. And and this is what I really like. Uh, I've, I've written about it. Um, the guardian angels play a great role with their with them because the angels console the holy souls. The angels inspire us and relatives to do good deeds. They may pop up in your head, or you get this burning desire. Someone you can't get them off their off your mind. So they inspire you. The angels, the angels inform the souls who are assisting them, and the you know, they know Doug Barry is praying for this soul. They tell the soul that, and that soul in turn starts to pray for you. Um, mm. So their intercession is powerful. And then after they're released, which I just love what the angels do, because after they're released, the angels escort them to heaven with the speed of light. That's what I just, I just get a big kick out of, uh, out of that. They, they, um, they lead the soul to heaven. They accompany that soul. And there's multitude of angels. So the entrance of that soul into heaven, it's like a triumphant one, this big reception line. And all these angels are leading you into heaven. So once that soul gets to heaven, that soul prostrates itself before God and prays unceasingly for you all the days of your life. They become your nearest, your dearest, yep. your sincerest friends for all eternity. We're so and, grateful. And them and the angels, which is the angel's job, is to make sure you get there. You get yeah. home. That's the whole role of the angel is getting every grace and every favor of from God for your eternal welfare. And then you got these souls, you know, you know, in there for you. And, and that's what I want. What do I want around my deathbed? I don't want the ex-boyfriends. I don't want... Give me the priest and all the souls that, that, you know, I try to help get to heaven because it was John Macias that was dying. And um, there was a rush of souls that came to St. John Macias. And, and he said, who are you? He, they said, we're the souls that you released. He released 1.4 million souls from heaven. And they wow. said, we're here to escort you to heaven. Woo. Wow. You know, wow. it's, it's it's almost startling when you think about it, because, uh, of course, that's true. What you're saying, um, the the soul in purgatory can't pray for themselves to get to heaven. Mm -hmm. And my logical brain goes, 
that they're probably up there going, why didn't I help other people all around me to understand how to gain a plenary exactly. indulgence why didn't and, I and get them ready to pray so that when I, when I pass yes, from this, that they're with, there. Yeah. And There's so that, there again is, is why I think, you know, this restoration of the whole, um, teaching on, on gaining plenary indulgences. And then what we're going to do with our heavenly Christmas novena and that, that one fun, uh, awesome fact that, uh, more, so most souls are released during at Christmas day. I mean, I just love that because I'm picturing, <laughs> I'm picturing this, you know, it's Merry Christmas and the gates of heaven open up and, and all the it's souls that we prayed for and gained a plenary indulgence march into heaven. And like you said, then they become fervent prayer warriors for yes. us because they're so grateful. I mean, and, and why aren't we doing this? I, I almost feel like it, it's demonic that we're, that this essential truth it's is, a lack is of understanding too. It's just What's a that? lack of under, It's a lack of yeah. understanding. And like I said, it was thrown away. The baby with the bathwater. Uh, but yeah. if there's a big turnaround, like I said. Purgatory is hot, unfortunately. You know, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody hot. wants to know. Join us. Join yes, us. Do it. Yeah. You know, these are the people you want in your circles. And I can I can attest to this. Oh my goodness gracious. They're so powerful. I, you know, I don't need miracles. People say, Well, do you see the souls? Well, yes, I've had dreams of family members like everybody else saying, I'm okay or I need help. Um, but I say, you know, the dailies, just get me through the day you know, protect me, intercede, cover me, and you see it visibly. It's, it's, it just gives you the goosebumps. These are the people that you want around you in this life. Yes, and then yes. and, and to reunite with them and your family members, it's, it's extraordinary. I just, I'm I telling you. I got your back. I got your six. You know? Yes, I yeah, got I'll, your back. I'll pray you into heaven. If I go before you, you pray me into heaven. And no, I'll it's just my logical yes. brain just says, why are we doing yeah. this? You know? Yeah. Now, yeah. let me let me share this because this will be another mission for you, Father. What do you do after Christmas? What's the second greatest time when souls are released? Easter. Nice. Easter. <laughs> so you got, you can do something for 40 days to get them home at Easter. Yep. And then, after that, it's our ladies' feast days and our Lord's feast days that they are released. Yeah, we can do refreshers with this, but I'm just hoping that after 54 days together, uh, it's going to be, you know, uh, ingrained in us, and it's going to be just a common practice. And absolutely, uh, yeah. yes. And Christmas, then we'll teach Christmas. others. We'll teach you know, others you, about you know, this. You give them yeah. your desire. You know, yeah. your desire is to be with your family, united to Christmas. We'll make your desire their desire, which is to yeah. get home. Yes, it's nice to and important to go to the grave, to pray at the grave, and to say the prayers at the grave, but give them more, get them home, get, get them us home. home, and don't assume it, even if they are, again, what did I say, they get, even if you, even if they are in heaven, which, you know, um, they get the intercessory power to continue to pray for them, yes. because you keep increasing their intercessory power to help you and your family. They, that's the most important thing in families. When you keep saying that they get the gain, the gain in their intercessory power, all I can think about, again, this is my logical brain, yeah. is that our love has grown and that's where the power is coming from because see, we're helping each other. Yes. We're interacting. Yes. We're engaging the relationship. Again, we're not treating them like a candy machine where we just throw up a prayer and then we go shopping and golfing. Doug loves that. Expression. But, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying is that we're, we're in a lot, a real love relationship, right? Yeah. A absolutely. They, yeah. that's one thing too, that those, the families, you know, the, the souls of the families, they're looking out. They don't want you to go to this workshop of purgatory. They want you to come stay at home. They don't want you to suffer like they're suffering and their intent. And it's the, it's the souls of your family members that are looking after you and helping you to make the right decisions. Um, and, you know, through dreams, through friends, they're, they're, they're also working on you. So you don't end up where they were. Mm. They take, you are a, a priority. Your family members uh, that have died, you are the priority. Uh, it's just, you know, one day, I have to tell you this. I mean, I've had experiences. You're like, oh my gosh. You know, I, I had a dream and I was at my computer. My father was sitting there. This was in the dream. It was so real. It was just so real. I, you know, you know, when it's a dream versus like an apparition, it's because it's, it's real. All right. Dreams are dreamy, but when it's something, somebody appears to you, I have friends that said, I, I saw the face. I had, I smell my father's cologne. 
those are real and God allows that soul to come to you either for help, uh, to thank you, or to encourage you for all kinds of reasons. Um, they do visit, but it's, of course, with the permission of, of God to allow that. And he allows it a lot, especially when you lose somebody, that the presence is so strong uh, right. when you first lose somebody. Uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, uh, Susan, uh, one more question I have is, when it comes to um, scriptural references to purgatory. I know that's a big one for a lot of people. The word purgatory is not in the Bible, although the word Bible is not in the Bible. But <laughs> right, right. But I, the church does have reference, and I know the the theology behind it was developed later on in some different particular councils. But can you reference? Because I know there are some points in Scripture about um, you know some will be saved, but only as through fire is one I think that St. Paul talks about, but can you reference anything in scripture? Oh, Maccabees. Gives us some, some ammunition to help yeah, explain it's, this. You know, well, first of all, I'll just say this. I, they, the, you know, my publisher, our Sunday visitor, wanted that ammunition and I fasted on this one because I'm like, I'm not a scripture. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Mitch Pacwa. He's got the mind of 12 professors. He could read Greek and Hebrew. You know, yeah. I love him. He's a big purgatory buster. So um, I, I wrote a, a, a little hand, little booklet called the Rosary for the Holy Souls. It was a scriptural rosary. And my job was to find every purgatory passage and reference um, to purgatory uh, in a scriptural rosary, which, which I did. So, um, so you can, you know, you can get that little booklet and you've got everything, you've got everything in there, every scripture passage and reference. You know, here's one in Matthew. I truly, I say to you, you'll never get out until you've paid the last penny. You know, yeah, that has right. to do with mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, the temporal punishment. Um, right. Here's you know, as for you also, this is Zechariah. Because of the blood of my covenant with you, I will set your captives free from the waterless pit. Um, uh, uh, he, uh, he who will bring me forth to the light, I shall behold his deliverance. Um, here's one, stretch forth your hand to the poor so your blessing will will be complete. You know, give to the poor, give to the poor. Giving to the poor covers a multitude of sins. Be generous. Uh, you know, this is that time of year to be generous to Christmas, but be, be generous all year round. Have masses offered for your family. People, I did a, a big article, um, if you can go online, the masses for the living also. Why it's important to have masses while you're alive. And in fact, I, I wrote the uh, professor at um, uh, the university in Rome, what, what, which is more powerful while you're having a mass while you're alive or for after your death. And his, oh, his response was just eloquent. It was so powerful. We put it in that book, your favorite book, Father, Praying with the Saints. But back to your question, you can get all those passages, um, Doug, out of my rosary book. Um, but Maccabees is the one, you know, um, Father, you, 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 you got the you got the lines from Maccabees because you, you you're the Holy Father. You do you know the Maccabees quote? Oh no, I'm I'm a Catholic Holy Father, not an evangelical one. <laughs> I don't have it memorized. They made they made they made. Um, I, I I've got I it here somewhere. It's, I've got it here in my in my little my little uh, rosary book. But they made um, they offered up sacrifices for the dead. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, Peter and Paul, you know, in my, again, praying with my saints, the praying with the saints book, they too offered sacrifices for the dead. Mm -hmm. And I have that in my, um, in, in, in the praying with the saints. So I've got all that stuff, um, in my book, nice. Maccabees, um, there's all, all the, all the scripture passages are, are in, 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 the, in the praying with the saints book, as well as the council of Trent too. There's just, it was packed. That book was packed. Wow. Well, Susan, I, I think our time is up. We're, this was this was awesome. Yeah. And uh, we're looking forward. The big week is next week. We got uh, Already? All Saints. Uh, yeah, All Saints next week uh, on Tuesday, All Souls on Wednesday. And again, we're starting our Heavenly Christmas Novena on Tuesday on All Saints. So here's what is, the, Father, what's the, the Novena? Journal. What do they do? Because I, I want to join in with you. What, yeah. What is specifically... Well, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, there's actually three parts to this journal. The first part is actually teaching how to pray for the holy souls in purgatory with the saints, okay? And it actually has a section in there for you to uh, jot down every day who you prayed for, uh, who you prayed with, the saint you wow. prayed with. Wow. 
And what you're doing is you're building your holy alliance. See, by jotting those down. Yes. <clears throat> and and keeping track of that. Uh, the second section is simply who asked you to pray for you and uh, and uh, praying for them in the very best way that we can uh, for their intentions. And of course, um, my, uh, the one I believe is the most powerful is Padre Pio. And he used that Sacred Heart Novena prayer. So mm -hmm. we're going to teach all that. And then mm -hmm. uh, there's a section in there for a glory report because we're, we're going to see all kinds of answered mm -hmm. prayers. So when you're, you're going to see a lot of uh, yeah. visible, visible things too, you know, yes. it'd be fun to have people miracles all over the it, place. Yes, I, I, I believe we're yeah. heading into that era because we need to, you know, the, the demonic oh, is so a, strong. We're going to see increased. miracles that we've never seen before. Yes. I'm already seeing a bunch. I yeah. absolutely. So and then the last part, the last part is just a, a very excellent way for you to organize and prepare uh we do two weeks at a time but your, your daily practices and uh, there's even a place in there where you can write down okay i'm going to pray a rosary at 8 a.m or you know i'm going to pray the, the wow the, the, the chaplet yeah, yeah. And, and so you can you can you can set that up so you can get more uh, organized and disciplined uh in your prayer life so i'm so excited about this but um romancatholicgear.com Hurry up and get it because we're going to start uh, this coming Tuesday. If you get it a little late, you can play catch up easily um, or start uh, start up when when uh, when you get it. But anyways, beautiful, uh, yeah, beautiful. So I'm very very excited. And oh, again, this is all because of you, Purgatory Lady Susan Sassoni. <laughs> you lit the spark. You know when I first met you, and I, I just it, from that point on, I went, "Why aren't we all doing that?" And and I've I've worked hard along with you and uh, to help you. Sure to, have. To, to embrace this this uh, important and necessary and beautiful devotion oh, of praying with the saints for the holy souls in purgatory. Uh, listen, you can get Susan's stuff. I I went to Amazon and just typed in Susan to Sony, and boom, all your books came up. So, um, do you have another place where you would would no? Like them to that's go? a good place. Or you could. I always say support EWTN. You know that's yep. always good. Uh, yep. Or your local Catholic uh, gift gift store. You know. Yeah area and it's they're beautifully written too and easy to digest and it's it's very very good so please go there um and uh so okay uh should we end with a prayer sure. okay in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen come holy spirit fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love and may almighty god bless you the father the son and the holy spirit amen, amen. Thank Thanks, you. Susan. Thank you, Thank Susan. You, Father. Awesome.